being a business owner is not what you see exclusively on the front end. There's so much that happens behind the scenes. If you aspire to start your own business, uh, there there's a lot that goes into it, yes, but don't let that scare you. The GenTech Podcast, discussing business, investing, and marketing. Hey guys, welcome back to the GenTech Podcast, bringing you valuable and inspirational discussion with top business owners. Today we have on Tracy Rapier and Grace Rapier Scarberry, founders and CEOs of Petite Floor Flower Cart. So I'm super excited to talk to them today and thank you guys so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much for having us. So I know you guys are a local Tampa business, but are you originally from Tampa? No, <laughs> I think um, Tracy and I have a hard time kind of saying where we're from. Honestly, we moved around a lot. So um, we lived in, up north for a long time in Ohio, Indiana, Kentucky, Georgia. We moved here from New Orleans about, what was it? Has it been six years now? Seven years? Uh, I think seven. Wow. Time flies. It's crazy that it's already almost the end of the year. So, so yeah, moved here almost seven years ago. And uh, we love it here. You can't beat the sunshine. Uh, the rain's not so fun, but the sun is great. So we love it here. Yeah. And I do want to tell our audience that you are a mother-daughter duo. You know, you guys founded this company together. So maybe do you want to tell us, like, did you always have interest in flowers and bouquets? Like, how did you come up with this business idea? Oh, gosh. Well, I worked for florists before, so had a background in that. And actually, I thought back and I realized I think it was my second job. I actually delivered flowers. We moved to Asheville, North Carolina when I was in high school and took a job delivering flowers that I actually got fired from. So <laughs> I was brave enough to re-enter the, uh, the world of flowers uh, later in life. And, uh, you know, I think it's it's although it's not exactly what it looks like on screen, we get a lot of people that say, oh my gosh, you have my dream job. And it's like, oh, if you only knew, <laughs> we rarely actually get to have flowers in our home, you know, cause that's product we can sell. And uh, it's wonderful, but it's certainly evolved from um, a, a, a certain amount of knowledge that we've had to build very quickly over the uh, past year. Yeah, so I did see it, it's attached to a bike, the flower cart. Is that still how you guys sell your flowers? I know you do events now. So how does, you know, the whole thing work? Grace, you want to take that? Sure, sure, I'll take that. So we started kind of as as just a, a mobile flower cart. With a, we built the cart ourselves. My husband actually kind of machined the whole thing, and uh, we found a cool vintage bike. And then from there, it's really evolved into... I would almost say like a full service floristry business. We do private events. We do corporate events. We have some corporate partners that we've worked with on some national events and then weddings, bridal showers, um, baby showers, birthday parties. It's um, It's been a lot of feedback from the community, which I think is something that we really love about what we do is our community involvement and how people have sort of given a lot of feedback. And so from the feedback we've gotten from people, uh, we've been able to kind of grow into this this very vibrant community-based business and we try on a bunch of different hats and uh i think we love them all they all come with their own challenges but but yeah it, we still have the cart we have the bike we actually have two of them um mm -hmm. ones with me ones with tracy um 
but we certainly have expanded far beyond just the cart. Yeah. So what did you both do before this? Like, was this a COVID business or when first, when did you come up with this idea? And then like, how did you both kind of get that idea to, you know, do it together and you put some money into this? Okay, well, I had worked for a florist previously. Grace kind of had a different, uh, was in the professional world. And we talked about um, really being able to get beautiful flowers into the hands of people that, that uh, yeah, want beautiful flowers. And, you know, you get stuck at the grocery store with those typical roses, palms, and they're beautiful on their own, but we wanted to bring a more elevated experience to people you know, out on the street. And so similar to kind of how they do it in Europe, you know, we wanted that opportunity to walk down the street and be able to buy a beautiful bouquet or build really is where we started, build a beautiful bouquet of flowers and do it with flowers that you might only found typically in uh, event work like weddings, um, because those should not be, it shouldn't be so restricted, but clearly a, a supermarket's just not where you're going to be able to find those kind of flowers for good reason. Yes. And how did you guys first start? I know that it was on the bike where you kind of just like biking around and just selling to locals. I know now you focus on more events like weddings, private events. But how did you first start to, you know, get your brand and your name out there? Well, uh, I would honestly say that the idea for the business itself, as Tracy mentioned, she's worked for florists and been in event work for a long time, but um, I got married last year and we had a very, very small micro wedding. It was like, I think less than 30 people, something like that. And um, I was really sad when my wedding was over and I had this gorgeous bouquet of like dendrobium orchids and ranunculus that was just like dying in a vase in my kitchen. And uh, it was kind of then and in the midst of already life changes and um, moving, things like that, that we were like, you know what, if not now, then when, right? At least that was what it was like for me, Tracy. I don't know if you have anything else to add to kind of why we started when we did uh, yeah, I think that that is exactly a kind of stem from the wedding and realizing that maybe it was time to do this on our own. And Grace really was the the one pushing it. You know, I talk about it. I just want to sell some flowers at a market. And uh, she kind of, you know, got her husband going on building something and it just kind of evolved from there. And I think that that's true of a lot of small businesses is that they kind of evolve and grow into something that you didn't exactly know what it would be when you started and i love that tracy you have a background in flowers and obviously passion for this because i feel like that is why this business really stuck and you guys are continuing with it because you both have that passion especially being that mother-daughter duo like how what strengths do you think there is into you know working with family oh gosh well i think it's great because we moved uh, about a year ago to orlando and so, and I like to think that Grace and I are pretty darn close and we spend a lot of time together. Um, she's one of my, my besties. Yes. Um, and so it gives us an opportunity to still spend that time together. And instead of maybe going shopping like we used to do, now we're shopping for flowers or uh, supplies. Um, I think that it allows us to be very honest. Sometimes that can be tough because we can be so brutally honest with each other because we're family. Um, but I think it 
really helps us understand our strengths and our weaknesses and go to them more quickly than maybe we would if we were worried about um, not hurting feelings or stepping on toes. We just know how each other naturally operate. And I love that you guys really saw the need for this because I completely agree, like getting flowers from the grocery store, you know, you just know they're going to die soon and there's not much options. And I just think that this is like such a unique idea and it's so fun. And I know that you guys have been doing some events where people can like make their own bouquets. So how did like this business idea form? Because I feel like now you're doing a lot of different things. Like, how did it transfer into um, what you do now? Sure. Well, I think, if I'm being completely honest, I think that the the mini bouquets at corporate events actually stemmed from a market in town. Um, we had somebody just at the market buying flowers who said, hey, I think this would be a really great idea for uh, an event at my office. And we did it for one person and it goes on social media. Obviously, social media is such a powerful tool. And so somebody saw that and said, hey, I want to do this for my business and I want to do this for my business. And um, we got in touch with photographers in the area who wanted bouquets and florals for photo shoots. And then that led to some elopements because they had clients that were getting married. Um, I would say that connections and relationship building is really just been a large part of the way that we have grown and um Tracy I don't know if you want to add to this but I would say that definitely we uh our growth has been in large part due to some amazing relationships that we have made in the community absolutely yeah being involved in your local community is huge because you are a local business and that's who's going to support you so I think going to those markets especially with your type of business model is just such a great idea for you guys to really get your name name out there and your brands out there and i want to ask you know that it's still like an early business but what are some challenges or, or setbacks that you've faced so far and then how have you come back from that oh challenges i i, I think that in business when you're kind of creating your own business plan as you go along there are challenges all along the way you know and then you rise above those challenges and you have new ones. So when we first started, just going to a market and trying to figure out how to keep the flowers, that's one thing that's really important to us is the integrity of the flower and that if somebody's going to buy it, it's going to last for them. We don't want them to have the grocery store experience where they poop out on them in a couple of days. So we baby them like crazy, but trying to maintain that integrity in a market that took some time so you know and we didn't know how much to buy so so you know we bought way too much at first and so um you know you just kind of learn along the way and so now that's old hat but then there are other things that become new and we were very fortunate in some ways and we had a really large event that when we started doing event work that we kind of stepped into um with this model with like the mini bouquets and everything has been easier than that because it was such a large amount of flowers that we had to transport and get into the facility and um you know we learned some great things but uh, some you just got to get your feet wet and do it yes and if, if i can add to that i will say tracy is the logistics queen she thinks of everything um i don't do a very good job with the details i'm certainly more of a bigger picture person and so she is so good at the details and it's been 
little things you don't think about like uh, transport flower transporting flowers to and from a lot of historic venues places like Ybor City where there are train tracks and you can't park right outside um, I remember she sent me Home Depot large rolling um, like toolboxes and she was like we should get things like this or big collapsible wagons things things that I never would have thought would be necessary and it's been all of those those little little things that we've learned from things like having to walk flowers on um paper carts that we bought from an office three blocks and having buckets fall it's um everything we've learned something but i really have to give my hats off to tracy for all of her thought and time into all of those logistical details that have made such a big difference yeah i do think with small businesses a lot of it is really learning as you go because a lot of these things you really wouldn't think of until you're faced with these problems and then you're like okay next time we'll do this like to make it better so it really is just experience that will get you there and how do you guys i'm not sure how the flower market industry is in tampa and how many competitors you're really dealing with but how do you guys think you stand out from the competitors even saying like you know a grocery store is a competitor uh well you know what i guess you can flip that and just instead of looking them at them as competitors because sure yeah they're competitors but um they're people who love flowers also and the more that there are available the more opportunities there are for people to get their hands on flowers so i guess it's more important for us to just do what we do best and not really focus so much on that because it can wear you out you know i think that flowers i don't know if it just seems like it's a big thing or if bridgerton has kind of you know made the whole world think about flowers but you know it seems like every day there's somebody popping up with a similar uh business model we've certainly had some instances where um things have hit really close uh, but in the in the end it all works itself out as long as you just kind of stay focused on what you're doing and what you're providing to your customer. I, I, you know, I can't control what everybody else is doing. It really doesn't matter. All I can do is what, what we can do. Definitely. And what do you think are some important lessons that you, know, you wanna share with our listeners that can maybe help aspiring business owners that you guys have learned over your career, if you could think of one? I'll let Tracy elaborate on this one too, uh, but I think that we've both said that we did not know or anticipate how many things we needed to learn to be students of. Uh, it is a forever learning process being a business owner. Um, and I, Tracy's background was more in the, the event work floristry world. Um, I actually worked as a wedding musician for a period of time. So uh, knew what weddings were like, hadn't dealt much with flowers, but uh, my degree is in tax and accounting and so that's been like a hat that i didn't know that i would be putting on in order to run a business but obviously that's a part of it um obviously with the flowers and keeping things cool and the number of experiments that we have to do and tracy's house looks like a mad science lab a lot of times when we're in the middle of testing things uh, as far as how long flowers are going to last or you know practicing things um it's very humbling it's very difficult at first to really humble yourself and come into this role of a student because you really feel like you should be an expert. Um, but I think the best teachers, the best mentors are students themselves. And so I guess if I would give anything to an aspiring business owner, it's uh, 
take some classes, try things, fail a bunch, and then get back up. Tracy, do you have anything to add to that? Uh, yeah, I'd say, you know what? It's not, not going to be scary. There's no way you can talk yourself or anybody can talk you into that moment where you're like, okay, I'm ready. You just have to do it. And it's scary. And every time you push yourself to do something else, it's scary. But you know what? You got to kind of take it as a learning lesson. Like every time we do something, we're like, yeah, I'm not going to do that again. We try to flip it and go, well, you know what? This is what I learned from this. And I think that regardless, you know, whether you're a, a new business owner or you've been in the business for 20 some years, be a student of it. Because when you're new, you probably are. And you're probably more on the cutting edge. When you're 20 years in, you may be less likely because you've learned what you've learned and you're kind of stuck there. So don't slip away from continuing to learn. You know, in our industry, eco-friendly is really important. And that's been only over so many years. And that um, requires a new knowledge base. It's using different materials and and how you work the product. So be a student and continue to be a student and just do it <laughs> that's great advice i completely agree like you are just continuing to learn especially in this market there's just something new every day like talking about your guys's social media you guys do such a great job on social media but it's crazy to see how now all business owners need to be content creators and need to be making content posting content and just keeping up with all this you know there's an instagram update every day so it is just such a continuous process learning as a business owner and what are some things that you guys do to continue to grow your education well uh we're very lucky that we live in the digital age and that things like youtube instagram skillshare there are always people posting things um we also, uh, I mean, there are online courses that um, certainly more in the like floral education world that uh, are certainly worth our while. And um, I think Tracy can speak certainly more to this, but um, practice makes perfect, trial and error makes perfect. And so a lot of times that means um, buying a bunch of flowers and just, just doing in terms of uh, kind of like, I guess honing your skills, right? Like you can know theoretically how to do something, but until you actually are, you have flowers in your hands, uh, sometimes the story is a lot different and it's actually happening uh, in real life. Uh, Tracy, please add. Oh, well, first and foremost, I'd say when it comes to social media, somebody my age just is not gonna have the same um, knowledge base is somebody your age and grace has been fantastic with our social media i'm pretty much hands off mitts off she knows what she's doing and she does a great job with it and i um just very thankful that she can do that piece um as far as as learning i, I think it just goes back to what she said you gotta you gotta do you you know you can only read so much watch so much but when you get your hands on something that's that's just a different way of learning i always look at it like if i was taking a college course it would cost me x number of dollars for those uh those credit hours right well if i build that same amount of money into costs that i just used to 
to uh, educate myself. It might be just going and buying flowers and trying some new things. It's 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 my education. It just may not result in a certificate. <laughs> Should open that university, florist university. Right, exactly. <laughs> from us. <laughs> and it could definitely be really scary, especially you know, people say putting your eggs in one basket. When you guys came up with this idea for petite floor and what you're going to do, like how did you guys? you know, put that confidence in each other and motivation in each other to really make this happen, make this business idea into reality. And how do you, what advice would you have to aspiring business owners when, you know, it feels like your business might not take off because I, I know it's a slow process. So what advice do you have for, you know, people who maybe want to start a business? Gosh, um, well, I would say kind of going back to the mother daughter thing, I'm super lucky to have to work with somebody who knows me well and whom I know pretty well. And we have a lot of those real conversations where we call each other and we're like, what did we do <laughs> and what is happening? Um, but that's OK. That's part of the process. Like anybody who thinks that you're just going to pick this up and make a profit the first time that you try anything is very lucky. Um, because most of us don't, um, and we've made friends with a lot of other local business owners in the area and again, creating that community, that network of other people to just be like, Hey, sometimes this is really hard, or I don't know what I'm doing all the time. Or, There's a new Instagram update. It's been helpful to have other people to, um, just, like share in that newness. Um, but as far as like advice to aspiring business owners, I think Tracy and I say all the time that uh, we don't have the same luxury of clocking in and clocking out at like nine and five every day, right? Like sometimes we're working at five in the morning when we have to post something on Instagram at a peak time. And then sometimes we're working at 10 p.m. when people send late emails. And uh, sometimes it doesn't result in money immediately. We don't get a paycheck every two weeks with our taxes taken out like you do in the corporate world um but having a, a partner or a teammate that is such a positive influence and kind of can remind me of of why we're doing what we're doing and our passion for this and, and vice versa i think it's been an asset to to me uh tracy do you want to add anything oh yeah i think if there have been times where one or the other at one time or another has said, I don't know if I can do this anymore. You know, you wouldn't, it's a little flower card. How hard is that? But there's a lot to it. And when you're dealing with a live product, there's a lot to it. And it's been great because we've had each other to say, you know what, just, just, it's going to be all right. And usually you just need somebody to talk you through those moments. And, uh, you know, if those small business owners, that are listening don't necessarily have that with a, their business partner as in a family member. They don't have a business partner. Hopefully they've got somebody in their life that can just kind of pour that into their lives. And all if they don't, just remember, Scarlett O'Hara said it, tomorrow's another day. Usually it looks a lot brighter if you just let it sit and pick it up the next day. Yes. I love that advice. Thank you guys so much. And now I just want to kind of transition into your social media and how you guys really market your business. So first I want to ask what social media platforms are is Petite Floor on? Sure. Uh, we primarily use Instagram. Um, we were on Facebook for a while, but we find that our demographic is just far more active on Instagram. 
Um, and then we have a website that uh, we are have been building and working on for some time. Um, I've been toying with the idea of joining TikTok, but that's a whole new level and a whole new playing field. And uh, I don't know that I'm ready for that stuff yet. So currently Instagram, maybe TikTok in the future. <laughs> Definitely. And I see that, you know, you guys are taking content and taking pictures during events. When do you have time during these events to, you know, create content and take pictures and make sure you have stuff for the social media websites? I think that's super important, but it's a really hard task to do while you're also, you know, running an event. Oh, I need two extra arms at all times. Um, I think my husband comes along sometimes and will help us shoot content. Tracy takes like 50 million pictures of anything and will send me all of them. It's kind of fantastic. I'll get it like an iCloud download of like a thousand photos. Um, and it's all those little moments and you just need like five seconds of decent content for a reel or like one good photo. Um, things like Lightroom and like Visco, other editing apps have been great. Um, and then a lot of times we just, the days that we experiment are great content days too, to really kind of post behind the scenes. Um, Tracy has always said that I think people want to see the person behind the business too, not just pictures of pretty flowers. Um, pictures of pretty flowers are fantastic and we love those too, but that human element, that part that's like that home and small business thing is something that we try to infuse. And uh, we're lucky to know a number of photographers in the area that we've become close with and they've been a huge help in terms of content creation partnering with wedding venues etc um tracy if you want to add to how we take enough pictures to fill a day please do oh I, it's i just it's a whole new world having to worry about constant you know content creating can that's that's a full-time job in and of itself. So I can't thank Grace enough for what she does there. And we're just always thinking about, well, wait a minute, this could be content. This could be content. This could be content. Um, it, it's mind numbing sometimes, but I'm very grateful that she um, can wrangle it. Cause I couldn't. Well, and I have to give a shout out to Tracy for being on Instagram and engaging so much with our followers, with our community. She spends hours of her day finding out like new places that are opening and keeping in touch with people and the, the messaging, that personal aspect, like that, that is a full-time job in and of itself. And she handles so much of that. And so sure I can make a pretty post, but she's the one that's really responsible for all of that behind the scenes Instagram stuff. Well, I completely agree, like hands in hand, those both need to go together. It's so important for you to stay consistent and be posting on social media. But like you said, a lot of people don't do this, but you need to be active on social media and people, you know, people aren't going to buy from you if, or, you know, even maybe have a conversation with you if you follow each other, but you've never even spoken. So it's super important to you know, like people's pictures on your feed, comment and be super active, like we said in our local community, but like on social media. So I think that's really important. And it's just like great that you guys do that because it really does like having that personal aspect, that human element. Like, of course, you can buy flowers from anywhere, but you know, you see this mother daughter duo that's working together to make this amazing, beautiful flower cart. Like, it just is more special. So, 
I, I see that you guys do, um, you make a lot of Instagram reels and how have you found success using reels? Trial and error. Um, <laughs> a lot of trial and error. Um, and also, but then, but then with that comes, it's really easy to get swept up in the anxiety and the panic of every new Instagram update and every time the algorithm changes or they say it doesn't change and we all know that it changes or whatever they do in their tower of, of terror. I mean, it's, it's, it's terrifying seeing everything that happens every day and staring at the view counter and being like, why isn't this one performing as well as my last one? Um, and Tracy really helps remind me that like, at the end of the day, you can only do what you can do. Um, I don't know. I, I'm not an Instagram programmer. I didn't make the algorithm and uh, I don't have the time of the day on top of everything else that we do to to memorize that thing inside and out. And so um, at the end of the day, if, if I like the content, she likes the content and our, the people that are in our immediate circle enjoy what we do, then we figure that we've accomplished what we've set out to do, right? Like maybe we're not going to go viral. Um, but in a local, like community-based flower business, I don't think we're trying to go viral necessarily. So I think intent is important too. Like, why why do we have a social media presence? Definitely, because you want to reach your local community because you are a local business. And I want to ask, like, how important do you think social media is to your business? Tracy, I'll let you take this one. It's an incredibly vital part. I don't think it's everything because I think that there are those, you know, we've talked with um, a business that uh, it does a photo is a photo booth business and um, their Instagram might be, you know, growing and it's they're newer, but they were already booked for for the foreseeable future. So it isn't everything because if you were to base what you uh, base how successful they were on their Instagram, you might come up with the wrong answer. So I think that it's a vital part and I'm very thankful for it. It allows us to reach a far more people than it would if, you know, the world were what it was back when, you know, y'all don't remember this, but way back when there were yellow pages and you'd have little ads in the back of the phone book in the yellow pages, like that's probably how a florist advertised. You know, you didn't use a billboard or have a commercial. And it's so it's an amazing tool. It's just a tool that can um, it can wear you out. It can become all encompassing. And we are, you know, florists and do event work first and foremost. And I, I, I don't know about Grace, but anymore, I try not to look at the counters and all of that. You know, if people like it, great. If they don't, I'm sorry. Um, but. I don't want us to lose sleep there. I think it's more important to lose sleep over somebody's wedding. What we're doing for our customers. <laughs> Definitely. And I know you guys have been featured on a lot of wedding and event websites such as Zola. So how do you get that press coverage? Oh gosh. Uh, Tracy honestly deals a lot more with the with the web and so I'll let her uh, speak about it. But I know that it's also all consuming in its own way, Tracy. It is. It is. And all of them, you know, they all have their own ways of um, getting you to be a part of their websites. And some are a little more uh, overwhelming than others. Um, and so there are certain websites that we've chosen not to be a part of because of the cost involved, because we have to pass that cost on to our customers. Um, and so 
we've decided not to go that route, even though it might look like, well, why aren't they on this website? Well, because it costs a lot of money. Um, and we, if we find that that's a valuable tool, we'll go that route. But thus far, we've been okay without it. So um, as far as the coverage, um, you know, a lot of it is you, you have to just try to submit work and um, have a lot of information for people people to take a look at yet and we're really still trying to work that out we're not experts at that yet by any stretch and i want to ask do you use any type of paid ads or do you boost your posts and do you have any you know paid uh inorganic growth that you're trying to do or is it just all organic i'm trying to think of the last time we boosted a post it's been it's been some time honestly but we certainly i think early on for for markets and things we were definitely trying to let people know that we existed um but i mean we've, we've put some things on eventbrite for events which i know people can search through eventbrite and find events um but no i think it's it's been just a lot of like posting on instagram and seeing what happens tracy can you think of anything that i'm forgetting yeah, no, I, I, same. And then, um, you know, the, as I said, the vendor websites, we've just chosen not to go with the ones where you have to spend a fair amount of money in order to be a part of them. Um, and then for each of you, I just want to ask, what's the biggest takeaway that you hope our listeners learn from this podcast today? So Grace, if you want to start with you. Oh gosh, biggest takeaway. Um, being a business owner is not what you see exclusively on the front end. There's so much that happens behind the scenes. Um, and if you aspire to start your own business, uh, there there's a lot that goes into it, yes, but don't let that scare you. Um, if you can approach it with the right mindset and you can really humble yourself and uh, take your time with it, uh, it's actually a lot of fun and you learn the parts that are more your strengths and more your weaknesses and that's where you can pull other people and other resources in but um yeah be prepared to learn how to do a bunch of things you never thought you would ever need to know how to do and then tracy do you want to give um your biggest takeaway that you hope our listeners learn today those were great points i absolutely agree and i think that study it know everything you can and then you're just going to have to jump in and do it but jumping in doesn't and doing it doesn't mean um this all-encompassing thing it might just be submit your paperwork to the state for your business and then take another step and then you know it, it doesn't have to be all at once that's overwhelming to anyone but just take those steps and you'll find a fork in the road and you'll decide if you want to keep going that route or if you want to bail, but just one step at a time. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on the podcast. I'm going to just kind of give a wrap up to our listeners. So again, this is Tracy Rapier and Grace Rapier Scarberry, and they are the founders of Petite Floor Flower Cart. So we talked a lot about, you know, this elevated experience and business model that they have, uh, the importance of connection and relationship building with you know your local community other local businesses 
and how as a business owner, you are learning forever, you're a student forever, and how it's just so important to, you know, take classes, even fail, and just keep learning from these experiences. Because we talked about how practice does make perfect, and, you know, the more you do something, the better you will get. And just how, you know, this mother-daughter business, having a partner and someone to support you is has been super amazing for them and growth in this business. And, you know, just having also that balance between being consistent and posting on social media, but also having the personal and human aspect. So again, thank you guys so much for being on the podcast. And do you want to tell our listeners where they can connect with you online? Yes, uh, we are on Instagram. Our handle is Petite Fleur cart uh fleur is french for flower so petite fleur cart um and then tracy our website handle i know that you've been doing a lot of work on it is it petite fleur florals yes lots of f's com. and of course if you see us around come say hi we love talking to people it makes us feel uh it's why we do this is is for people and the people we connect with so please say hi of course, thank you guys again for being on the podcast. And my name is Naja Sasa, and you can find us at, at GenTech Marketing on all social media platforms. So thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next week. Being a business owner is not what you see exclusively on the front end. There's so much that happens behind the scenes. Um, and if you aspire to start your own business, uh, there there's a lot that goes into it, yes, but don't let that scare you. Um, if you can approach it with the right mindset and you can really humble yourself and uh, take your time with it, uh, it's actually a lot of fun. And you learn the parts that are more your strengths and more your weaknesses. And that's where you can pull other people and other resources in. But um, yeah, be prepared to learn how to do a bunch of things you never thought you would ever need to know how to do.